Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Neil Howard. Thank you so much for returning for another segment of Health Professional Radio. We'll be speaking with Dr. Tahi Amadi. He's joining us here as Executive Vice President and Chief Medical Officer, Head of Experimental Medicines at GenMab. He's going to talk to us about a recent FDA acceptance of a biologics license application for their compound Duobody. Welcome to Health Professional Radio. Dr. Amadi, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Tell us a little bit about your professional background and um, how you uh, came to be Executive Vice President and Chief Medical Officer at GenMab. Sure. In very short terms, I'm a hematologist-oncologist. I originally did my training in Germany in the, in the 90s um, and then came to the U.S. to do some research. Um, later on, ended in my academic career on faculty at the University of Pennsylvania as a lymphoma expert primarily and then joined the industry in early 2012. Uh, my first role was at Janssen, where I was um, initially involved in the approval of uh, Imbubica, and then my second role uh, led to the development of uh, Dalatumamab, which became Dazalex um, at Janssen. Um, and then finally, at the end of my, my career, Janssen was the head of early development before I joined Gemmab in early 2017 and really started to help build the, 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 the expansion of the company, which at that point was more of a research-focused organization to what it is now, hmm. uh, more or less mid-sized biotech now. Now, I understand, and I did say that the uh, FDA, U.S. FDA, has accepted uh, for, for priority review the uh, BLA for Duobody. Explain to us what Duobody is and um, how it works. What is, what is, what is it indicated for? So Duobody is, uh, is really the proprietary term that we use for our bispecific platform. Um, and so the, the GEMMA bispecific platform is in some regards um, different than a lot of the other uh, used platforms in the industry in that it works um, based on two parental cell lines. And it, it really took its clues from IgG4 and the way IgG4 and in, in nature exchange fabs. Um, meaning that there are two cell lines that have uh, specific mutations, uh, essentially what is called a knob in a whole mutation, and um, in a um, controlled oxidation redox reaction, you can separate the two um, pipe arms and then realign them as bispecifics because they have a preference to realign as bispecifics. Um, the main advantage of the dual body platform is because of this process of starting with two cell lines, um, and there's this very efficient exchange of fabs. You can, in the lab, screen something to the order of several thousand. We have an automated, miniaturized uh, combination of um, specific antibodies um, and epitope variants such that you find the, the most optimal combination of, of two arms that have the appropriate biophysical spacing um, in order to elicit the mechanism of action in this case, uh, for Epcoidamab, the mechanism of action is the redirection of T cells. Now, you did mention that it is indicated for several types of, of cancers? Well, the dual body is a platform. Right? What we're talking about right now is a compound called Epcoidamab, which is a CD3, CD20 dual body using the dual body technology. But what it is, is that it has a CD3 arm that grabs T cells and a CD20 arm that and um, connects to B cells and it redirects the T cells 
to B cells, and um, and that's the the the, the um, mechanism of action. Now, because the target is CD20, this mechanism is restricted to B cell malignancies that express CD20, which are classically issues such B cell lymphoma, follicular lymphoma, mental cell lymphoma, and and, and chronolymphocytic leukemia. So broadly, the the spectrum of B cell malignancies, and and we are interrogating it. Uh, in all of these settings, though the initial submission is uh, focusing on an indication called large cell B cell lymphoma, which is a little bit of a broader umbrella on diffuse large B cell and related uh, large cell diseases. Is there a huge unmet need for patients with these types of, of cancer? And what is the approval going to mean for this community? Yeah, so the diffuse large B cell is an interesting disease in that um, a priori, upfront, there is actually the opportunity for cure, um, which is not that common in, in oncology. So roughly half of the patients get cured. However, the other half, um, once they relapse, are incurable. And in the relapse refractory setting, actually have a very short you know, survival, meaning that the median survival right now at center of care is roughly nine months. So there's a huge unmet medical need for those patients who have not been fortunate enough to get cured. Um, and the initial indication that we are seeking is in patients who fail two prior lines of therapy um, and are not candidates for auto-transplant. And in and, and this uh, particular indication, there is a significant unmet medical need. This is an area where CARTs, chimeric T-cell receptor, uh, um, cells, have been uh, approved um, as a mechanism and have really um, shown great impact, but are incredibly expensive and, and also logistically very difficult for access. So. Um, what we hope to achieve with this um, off-the-shelf variant of an antibody is a, a, a much more widely available, also in the community, in, in other community settings, not necessarily in a university setting, available therapy that is uh, more affordable and also its cost for the healthcare system in general um, and has very similar uh, comparable efficacy and, and to the point that uh, we have patients now who, uh, for more than two and a half years, are in complete remission and and and, and raise the spectrum of the possibility that, that this mechanism could actually eventually lead to curing patients that currently are considered to be incurable. As far as the, uh, the ages of these patients are concerned, is there a specific reason why it is um, targeted at adults at this point? Is that just the norm, or are there specific differences in uh, adult and child uh, children's conditions make it not suitable for children at this time or to be tested in children? Well, we actually have a pediatric plan, which is kind of a common when you are seeking approval, that you also have a, have a pediatric plan. But having said that, the indications that we are currently investigating are indications that are predominantly in the adult population, very rare in, in pediatric population. Now, there are C20 positive B-cell malignancies, for example, Burkitt lymphoma, that um, are existent in, in, in the pediatric population. And, and that is where, as part of the broader development, we are also starting to look into it. But the main focus right now is on diseases like diffuse such B-cell mental cell lymphoma or follicular lymphoma that are predominantly and almost exclusively um, in adult patients. Tell us what are the next steps for uh, your compound, your platform? So, yeah, so we have a um, very broad development plan um, that is uh, trying to address um, a number of um, potential biological um, applications for up in the broad spectrum of B-cell malignancies, as I mentioned, from the few such B-cell to follicular form of mental cells, CLL. 
uh, both as a single agent in the more relaxed factory setting, but also in combination with standard of care um, in in more earlier lines, including front lines. So we have a phase three ongoing already in combination with Lenormand, with Taximab, and fully conformer. We have a phase three ongoing already in diffuse pizza and frontline combination with our shop. Um, and there's certainly more to come. And where can listeners get some more information? Well, you can always go to the website, jamup.com, uh, and, and, and you will find out uh, that Jamup is a, a company focused uh, solely on, on the research and um, the development of antibody solutions uh, at this point to oncology. And, and we are one of the, the oldest uh, still independent um, antibody specialized companies, if you will. Um, we've been founded in 99, so we have a 24-year history in, in innovation in antibody-related technologies and antibodies. And that would be www.genmab.com, correct? Right. Thank you. Uh, Dr. Amadi, I appreciate your time this morning. Thank you so much for joining us here on Health Professional Radio, and hopefully we'll uh, speak again as uh, things develop with you, Amadi. Thank you. Looking forward to it. You've been listening to Health Professional Radio. I'm your host, Neil Howard, in conversation with Dr. Tahi Amadi. Audio copies of this program are available at hpr.fm and healthprofessionalradio.com.au. You can also subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, listen in, download at Anchor, Spotify, and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com, Health Professional Radio. Thank you.